Welcome to Impacting Jamaica, where we shine the spotlight on the many but often ignored positive happenings, activities, projects and investments at every level across every sector to inspire, motivate and excite people everywhere. Impacting Jamaica is powered by the Philip and Christine Gore Family Foundation, the Jamaica Public Service Company, Manpower and Maintenance Services Limited, Red Stripe, Caramed and Proven Investments Limited. Hello friends and listeners, welcome to another Impacting Jamaica podcast. I am Shelley Ann Harris. How are you all doing today? I hope you are present in mind enough to make the right choices for your life today and every day. Today, I have the pleasure of sitting with someone whose work and passion impacts the choices of hundreds of Jamaican children. I am blessed to chat with Mrs. Sharon Bent, Principal of Great Start Academy. Sharon, welcome to Impacting Jamaica. Thanks for having me, Shelley. Um, my career has been somewhat ambivalent, but exhilarating, I, I must say. I have been in the system for over 29 years, both in the public and the private school. As a public school teacher, the lack of resources and limited prof, um, partnership made it kind of hard to maximize my full potential and um, to get the most out of my students. Mm -hmm. However, in the private school, the partnership, you know, it has been more productive and stakeholders are a bit more willing. And so there is more hands-on material and this make teaching more effective. But either way, teaching is my passion and the joy that comes with it when you impact a life, it, there's no match for it. I can imagine that there is no match for it. And I'm glad to hear you say it's a passion. So I'd love for you to share a success story with us about how you saw the path of a student, maybe a troubled student, maybe a student who had some you know, challenges, how you saw that path turn around for the better as a result of your intervention or you know, your school's intervention, a story of hope in other words. I have so many success stories over the years, but I'm gonna share this one in particular with you. Um, I think it was in 2010, I went on leave and at the time I was teaching grade six. I've always been teaching. Most, most of my years I've been teaching grade six. The, the exam then the, to, to enter high school was GSAT. And when I went on leave, one of my students broke his hand. When I went back, when I resumed work, um, he had missed some months from school. And so not being a very, not being the top student in the class, he was lagging behind and missing the months that add to it, that sort of accumulate the problem. And I, I decided that I'm not gonna send him for the exam because he can do much better than what he was doing. Mm -hmm. So I had, to, I had to fight to get him to defer. When I called in his father and asked him if I could ask the ministry to defer him, his father's exact words were, it doesn't make, if me, teacher, if you keep him three years, He's not going to do any better. So if you decide to keep him, that's your business. And I told him that, well, yes, once you give me permission, I am going to ask for deferral and keep him for another year. And he gave me the okay, and I did just that. So the youngster didn't sit the exam that year. He had, but however, he had this zeal. He wanted to learn, and that gave me um, hope. And I decided I was going to try with him. He was struggling in comprehension and reading. 
However, as a teacher, it was customary for me to do spelling every Friday. And you could see the sad look on his face when he would score one and two out of 20. And I decided if I could change that look, maybe I could restructure his learning skills. And so I decided to, to put him at my desk and did some syllabication with him and try some other different, some reading strategies with him. And as the weeks went by, he started improving. He would get six words right and you could see his face a little bit. He would get seven, you could see his face light up. As the months went by, he started scoring in the teens. And three months after that, he was scoring 19 out of 20. And when he got the first 19 out of 20, you could see the look on his face. I can imagine. It was priceless. He jumped so high in the classroom that he almost hit the roof. And I said, <laughs> yes, I said, yes, this is it. This is the moment I've been waiting for. I watched that student blossom into an A student. And he sat the exam the following year. And no doubt about it, he went to prominent high school in St. Elizabeth. And to date, he is a student at um, Maritime. And constantly he would call to remind me. When he gets a, a good grade, he would call to remind me. Miss, you know where this all started? And so, you know, I, ha- I still continue to think that. Doesn't matter who the child is, what background he's from, what difficulties they, they, they encounter, it is possible that they can achieve. But Mrs. Bent, you know, can a teacher really give that kind of attention to all the students that they come across? The impression I get from, or, or people in the classroom or teachers in the classroom is that you do have quite a number of students who have challenges and require that kind of, of patience and sitting at your desk. It's, it's a tall one for the teachers, isn't it? Yes, it is, it is tall, but if you, can, if you can change one life, you might not be able to touch everybody. And some, it might, it might require more than just having the child sitting at your desk. Mm-hmm. But, but with the passion that you, 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 you go into the classroom with, you just have to keep trying. You never know the life that you will change. And as I mentioned earlier, the resources in the public school, it, might, it, it is limited. And so teachers become frustrated at times but we just can't give up. We just have to keep trying. Timely words of encouragement there. We just can't give up. And so my next question to you is, you know, what keeps you going? Teachers have had to carry a heavy load during this time, especially with COVID. What, what keeps you going? What pe- keeps your teachers going? Personally, it's a school family, teachers, friends, and children that keeps me going. The dedicated staff member and the resilient students. I, I have thought about giving up many times. And, but when I look at my staff members and how hard they work and the, the faces of the children and the needs of the children and how hard the teachers go and the janitors and the cooks, everybody go to make sure that the children are taken care of. It gives me the courage to go on. And even though we were hit hard by COVID, you know, as all the industries might have faced challenges. We have been online, offline, blended approach, face-to-face, and the list goes on. 
However, through it all, the staff members might have bent, but they were not broken. And mm. because of it, it gave me the courage to go on. And we have a very united staff, a very, very united staff. And so each one pulls the other and we bring each other up. So that sort of kept us going during the challenge. In interesting comments there, Mrs. Bent. Your staff members were bent, but not broken. <laughs> so I, I think that's a pretty, a pretty nifty way to describe um, resilience of your team um, under your leadership. And now a word from our sponsors. A toast only works if it's shared with others, even when we're miles apart. So let's cheer each other on. Cheers to the best in life. Drink and live responsibly. A message from Red Stripe, part of the Heineken Company. John John, I know you're in there. I want to when light to come back. I know Pinky this time. Akeisha. Keisha, just like me tell Pinky. Give GPS your number and then we'll send your text with them things here. So you can't stop, knock my door. What you mean? DM or call JPS and tell them to add your phone number to your account and you will know everything all the time. You're not for ask. Send your current contact information and always be in the know. Visit jpsgo.com for more info. Searching for a one-stop solution to all your facility's maintenance needs? Visit Manpower Maintenance Services Sales and Distribution Center. We stock a wide range of COVID-19 washroom cleaning and other supplies, gardening tools, chemicals, and more. Our experts are always ready to give you the best advice. Manpower Maintenance Services Sales and Distribution Center, 14 Collins Green Avenue, Kingston, Freeport Commercial Center, Montego Bay, and 33 Ward Avenue, Mandeville. Visit or call us today, 876-920-47215. Welcome back to our podcast. All right. So I now want to turn the attention to the students. Um, students have also been unusually stressed during the season. Um, what can parents do to support their children to better cope in this kind of time where, you know, you're not really sure what's going to play out, if it's going to be hybrid or online or whatever, because they have to be pretty agile and flexible in this time. What, what would you say to parents? How should we approach the summer? perhaps, and how, how should we look at the new school year? Um, you've touched a very important point. Um, when you mention children's stress, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes as adults, we tend to think that children are too little to be stressed. And so sometimes we forget that they have issues that they're going through too. And so it is vital that as adults, we pay attention to the mental health of our children. And you ask about moving forward, um, especially in the summer. A lot of schools are considering having summer school because children, because of COVID, most children were, they're lagging behind. Mm -hmm. They didn't um, get all the academics that they should have gotten in because time was limited. Mm -hmm since face on face to face. However, summer school can be a good thing and it can be a bad thing if we do not structure it correctly. Because if the children are going to come back to the classroom, the physical classroom, and for one year, we could not correct some of the problems that we had. So if they're gonna come back for summer and it's gonna be the same routine as what 
we were using to correct the problems that were not corrected, then we are going to have some more challenges on our hands. So we have to structure the summer program in such a way that not only we're catering to the academic needs of the students, but we're also catering to their social needs mm. because that's where the stress factor is. Socially, some of them are struggling and we need to fix this before we can fix the academic needs. So the summer program should be so designed that it is not only dealing with academics, but it is also dealing with the holistic development of the child. Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think when you look at the levels of crime among our teenagers and students, mm -hmm. there is a social problem. Yes, so, yes, so I think you're spot on with that recommendation. And, you know, as we move forward into August and into, you know, our independence celebrations, I want to ask you about, you know, what you are most proud of as an educator for, I think you said almost 30 years. What are you most proud of as it relates to Jamaica as a nation? I would, and, I would have to say the strength of the people hmm. because in the face of adversity, yes, we, the, the, the people that got weary and um, tired, frustrated, but one thing about the people of this island, they continue to push, they continue to try. And I believe that um, that is what I am most proud of, the strength of the people. Do you think we're strong enough to tackle the next 60 years? I ask because when you look at some of the tragedies in our society right now, some of the crimes, um, just some of the developments, not only in Jamaica and the world, do you think we are strong enough to, to really conquer the next 60 years? Um, the fittest of the fit will survive. There, there, there are some of us who we have been there, done that, and we can, we can conquer just about anything. Mm. Um, there will be there will be need for um, restructuring of a lot of things where the government is concerned. The government will have to 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 look into the the, situ the crime situation that we're having now in order for us to to survive. If, youth, if we continue to use our lose the younger generation, then we are going to have a challenge on our hand, and we can see that happening where we are losing a number of young people accidents, crime. And so some measures will have to be put in place to, to lessen the effect of um, that sector. But I, as Jamaicans, I think we can rally back. We can, we can stand strong and we can handle what is to come. Agreed. Agreed. Now, I'd like to end our podcast by asking three questions about Jamaica. Um, your favorite spot in Jamaica and why, your favorite person and why, and your favorite Jamaican food and why? Favorite spot in Jamaica. I don't know if I have a favorite spot, but anywhere there's a beach. Hmm. And, and Jamaica is packed with beach, but anywhere there's a beach, then I guess I could consider that my favorite spot. Hmm favorite person 
you're talking about a Jamaican icon. A Jamaican person doesn't have to be an icon. We don't all have to know that person. I, I, I don't know if I have a favorite person either, but I do <laughs> love people on a whole. Hmm. I do love on a whole. Um, a Jamaican person, I cannot pinpoint loving any particular Jamaican person. I love all Jamaicans. If, so, I, if I should narrow down. Yes, go ahead. So you'd say the Jamaican people are your favorite people. <laughs> if you put it that way. But to narrow down to a particular person, I, I am not sure. If I'm going to narrow down to a particular person, loving a particular person, it definitely have to be my grandson. Your grandson, okay. My grandson, who is eight years old, heading on 80. <laughs> and why is that? He is, he, he is he's, he's a great, he's great company and um, he communicates like an adult. And so patients with him are not normal mm. for an eight-year-old yes. all right so finally then your favorite food and why my favorite food seafood i must say seafood maybe because i like the sea but anything to do with seafood fish shrimp those are my favorite food they're easy to cook healthy and so I'm, I'm a sea person. So I can imagine that being on the beach with your grandson, having seafood having, would be, having seafood. <laughs> would best be an, a best day ever, right? <laughs> yes, indeed. All right, Mrs. Sharon Ben, thank you so much for sharing your insights with us as a teacher, educator, principal, leader, and you know your great hope in the Jamaican people for our achievement so far and what will help us to to move forward in the years to come thank you for being with us on impacting jamaica thank you very much for having me shelly and all the best impacting jamaica is powered by the philip and christine gore family foundation manpower and maintenance services limited the jamaica public service company red stripe Kyramed, and proven investments limited if you or anyone you know is involved with projects and activities that excite, motivate, and encourage, send us an email to impactingjamaica at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Do join us again for another in the series on Google Podcast, Audible, Spotify, Podcast Addict, and Stitcher. You can also visit us at impactingjamaica.com.